Now is the time to reinforce your bowling arsenal, and BowlerX.com is the online leader in price, service, and selection, with free insured shipping on every item we carry, including a complete line of Pro Shop supplies, as well as balls, bags, shoes, accessories, and more. Also, check out the large selection of closeout and discontinued items at a fraction of their original cost. BowlerX.com, your online bowling superstore and proud sponsor of Above180.com. You can hear Above 180 on Stitcher Smart Radio. Stitcher allows you to listen to your favorite shows directly from your iPhone, Android phone, Kindle Fire, and beyond, on demand and on the go. Don't have Stitcher? Download it for free at Stitcher.com or in the app stores. Stitcher Smart Radio, the smarter way to listen to radio. BowlerX.com, your online bowling equipment superstore, presents the Above180.com podcast. Tim Berg is ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know. From the latest equipment reviews, coaching, to drilling layouts, and the stars of the PBA. Now, here's your host, Tim Berg. Joining me on the Above180.com podcast is Bill Hall. You can find out more about Bill, you check out his Facebook page, Bill Hall Bowling. I thought it'd be great to bring Bill on. He's doing some great things. Out in Vegas, you can find him at the Texas Station Casino. We'll also get into what Bill's doing to help folks as they prepare for the USBC Open Championship, which is out in Vegas as well, where Bill is. He's doing a bunch of great stuff. So, Bill, Tim Berg here. Thanks for joining us today. Well, thanks for having me, Tim. It's been a while, and I'm very happy to be back. Yeah, so let's begin with the uh, Open Championships, probably about six or eight weeks in the books here. You're out in Vegas. You're doing a lot of great stuff out there to help bowlers prepare. So first off, let's begin with what you're doing and how you are helping some of the bowlers who are coming out to Vegas to prepare for the uh, the very challenging patterns that bowlers will be facing. Well, we actually have been over, to, and I'm working over at South Point at the stadium as well, three days a week. So I've got my eyes pretty well on the patterns there. And I've been making what I believe is the pattern over at two different places, which is Texas Station and Red Rock Station. And Monday through Thursday, I'm over at Texas Station and working with what we call the team experience, where we're running down what we believe is extremely close to what's being run over at the championships. And the same thing's happening on Fridays over at Red Rock. So, you know, we've got a lot of different ways and different things that we got in the fire. And so far, the turnout's been really well. So I've got no problem with that at all. And it's working out to where people actually enjoy it. So when you say you're trying to get the pattern as close to you, close to what's out there as you can, now we all know the pattern hasn't been released. The USBC has done a very good job of keeping that pattern to only a very select few number of people. How are you able to, in your opinion, duplicate what you're seeing on the lanes? You said you're watching, but talk about your experience that you've had in working on and watching lane patterns and seeing the way patterns break down to really try to get this as close as what you believe it is. Well, we've, you know, we've been over there quite a few times and we've been watching and uh, we've gotten, we've gotten the characteristics, even if you go pair to pair at any bowling alley, you are only dealing with characteristics of a bowl, of a pattern. The rest of it is, you know, how does that pair play by topography and whatever. And right now we've really done well. We've got the same characteristics of the speed through the front, the ball motion on the back, and where the starting point is on the lanes and how to line up. The, and we've done really well. And my partner, uh, Howie Partell, and the people that I work for, Bowlers Mart, have been very supportive. 
And we've done real well, and I believe that we're extremely close on the characteristics of what the, what the pattern is. So this year, is there anything different that bowlers should prepare for than what they've seen in years past at the Open Championships? Well, actually, you know, um, I'm not going to divulge too much, but I can tell you this. There are a lot of teams are coming in, and they're breaking them down the wrong way. They're breaking them down in a way that um, is actually hindering their ability to open them up a little bit. Again, I don't want to get too too far into it because we've been working with a lot of teams that have paid us to uh, show them what we believe is right. And um, so we're working on those things that we believe are the right things that are going on. And um, some teams are breaking them down properly. Some teams are breaking them down the wrong way. Now, the teams that are breaking them down, in your opinion, improperly, are those – the way they're breaking them down, would that have worked in years past? And due to the characteristics? It would have. It, it's it not, would have. But okay. that same characteristic is not there right now. So the breakdown of the oil pattern is a little bit different. The starting point is a little bit different. And the type of equipment that's, that's rolling really well has got a little different characteristic than the last few years. Hmm, that's Bill, you just did a really good job of selling uh, folks and selling myself even on that because it sounds like – it, you know, you can go out there with what you think would work as a group of five or even ten. But this year, if you try that and you don't, even if you think you executed properly, are you saying they can get kind of close, but their carry won't be as great, or their ball, they won't create as much angle to the pocket as what other teams will and carry? Well, not only that, what happens is if you're breaking them down in the wrong area and you're breaking them down the wrong way, your first moves on the approach and on the lane get overplayed. Once they get overplayed, you're going to have a tough time lining up and you're going to throw away about six frames in team. Yeah, I believe it was Matt Gaston who I had on right after he shot his 802 series, and he said he believes, as I believe they still currently are the team all events leader, he had said he believes team is the key for that. It's what if you can grind something out of team, that's where the key will be for team all events. Would you agree with him on that statement? 100%. Well, once you break them down the wrong way, it causes a very different uh, adjustment that's an awkward angle to the pocket once the transition starts happening. The carry goes right down the drain when that happens, and the penalty goes up. But it takes you about six frames to get them broken down the rest the right way to be able to move in properly. Then they open back up. But then again, you've already thrown away six to eight frames in the team event. And you can't do that out there. You know, that's going to put you at about 2,800 to 2,900 right in that range. Yeah, so what um, I guess a lot of people are wondering with the weather in Vegas and the changes we're starting to see already out here uh, in the desert where it's warming up, um, are, you, are you foreseeing that as playing a part in the scores moving forward? Or has the USBC done, in your opinion, a pretty good job of putting a pattern, starting with a pattern that the weather and the atmosphere shouldn't really play much a part? You know, the USBC put out, put out a great pattern, I believe, and it, the weather really isn't paying, playing any part that I can see uh, because you're secluded far away from any open doors or anything like that. And even though it's the windy, se windy season here in Las Vegas, you know, you're so far upstairs and away from any open uh, avenues such as windows or doors or elevators, it's not going to have any effect. 
Yeah, Bill, you have to share the story. I've had you on a few times in the past, but back when you were helping the USBC doing some stuff at Baton Rouge, talk about how at the uh, convention center what they would do because it would get so doggone, it would get so cold that they'd have to open the doors to get it warm. But talk about how that how that kind of played some tricks with the lanes and the conditions on, like especially the last couple pairs. Well, you know, I mean, what, anytime you start changing the the moisture in the air and it gets all different, the last few pairs when we were in Baton Rouge, I mean, once you open those doors, it was, you know, approximately 80 degrees and 90% humidity. So you went from freezing to basically a wet bath. It not only affected the pattern on the lane, but it also affected the approaches where the people would start sticking and then we would watch them over and over, and it really messed with their heads because they didn't know exactly what was going on. And the same thing happened when we were upstairs on the training pair, and one day there was a great big old storm, and it was very windy. Well, I had walked away for a little bit, and when I came back, there was basically a film of dust all over the, the training pair that we had upstairs. That we, I just playing around, I threw one shot and it hooked right at my feet just from the dust. <laughs> but those are the things that affect, you know, the patterns. And once we get those things straightened out, you know, uh, once we realize that those are the things that affect, we made sure that we didn't make that mistake again. And I do want to remind folks, if you're heading out to Vegas, maybe looking for that new bowling ball, check out bowlingthismonth.com. Bowlingthismonth.com, great information there, talking about what the, the latest and greatest new equipment. They got all the ball reviews up there, checking out the pieces right now, seeing all sorts of great stuff about surface management, how you need to get to your surface number that you're looking for. Uh, lots of great information. Again, they're doing a great job. You, you get Sign up for their email. It's at the top. You get one email a week. They don't spam you to death. It's lots of great information. Again, check out bowlingthismonth.com. I'm seeing got a great interview with PDW Pete Weber on there. So again, check out bowlingthismonth.com. So Bill, I know you've been working on a lot of projects and talk about what you've done and coordination with Storm to help folks out there who are looking for um, that extra little product in their hand and, and trying to help their game and help create a, a constant grip and a, um, a constant feel when they're bowling. Well, you know, I took an old concept from a long time ago and uh, made it a glove with Storm, and we worked on it together, and it's called the Power Glove. I've made some features with it with a tacky index finger, and even the pinky is slightly tacky, but the index finger is very tacky, but we put in a different type of palm pad, one that is interchangeable. The reason we made it interchangeable is because a long time ago, I liked the gloves with the palm pads in them, but they didn't fit me. I couldn't use them. The concept was great. However, my hand would sit a little bit lower than other people's hands and I couldn't sit in there. So I had to shave down the palm pads. But the moment that happened with the gloves, the way they were constructed, the palm pads would fall out because you didn't have any other material to hold it in. So we made it with Velcro and interchangeable pads so that each player can fit and customize the glove to their needs. Now, is this something, is this a, is this more of a training tool or is this something you'd like to see or bowlers can use throughout competition and just go at it with it? Or is it something you'd like to, or that bowlers should maybe use when they're practicing to try to work on some things for their game? Actually, it's, it's designed for competition. It's designed for getting a better feel and a better balance of the ball in your hand. 
one of the hardest things to do is get that feel of balance in your hands. And that's the purpose of the power glove is to give you that balance. All right, Bill, a couple final questions here. You, you mentioned earlier about the stuff you got going on in Vegas. First off, what is the best way to, for people to reach out to you all to set up an appointment, to set up a lesson? And are, are there still daily lessons available or is this stuff booked out pretty far in advance? Uh, the best way to reach out is through my phone number, which is one seven zero two eight eight five two six nine five. Okay, and what are we? What's uh, what's the cost on that? Or do you want to get into any details on what you get? Whether it's an hour, hour and a half on the lanes with you guys? Well, if it's a, if, if it's a single player, then it's one hundred dollars for the hour. If it's two players, it's one twenty five. Three to five players is one seventy five, and anything above. Five, five players is 25 per additional player. Each session is an hour and a half. Okay, so... And each session has the oil, lanes oiled fresh just for that session. Okay, and is that running? I know the both both Texas Station and Red Rock have a lot of stuff going on. Is it is it pretty much... Should they just contact you for availability on lanes with everything going on in Vegas? Or is it pretty much something you can say Monday, you know, seven days a week, they should be able to find some time to squeeze... You should be able to find time to squeeze folks in. We can only get Monday, Monday through Friday is the only days, and the time that we have is ten o'clock squad, eleven or twelve o'clock squad, and a two o'clock squad. Awesome. Hey, Bill, I know I'm going to be up there in a few weeks. I'd love to chat with you again, sit down, maybe have a cup of coffee. But this sounds like a great way. And by all means, we there's a bunch of people doing stuff in Vegas and helping bowlers out. And this, I, I want to bring your, you know, get your insight as to what you're doing up there because I know that you have a lot of great knowledge over the years that you should pass along to bowlers. And we always say, you know, knowledge is key. I worked with one of our, our mutual friends, Chris Warren. He always says knowledge is key and working with your great mind on this and even sitting down, even just sitting down with you for that would be worth it. In my opinion, Get, getting the hour and a half worth of lane play and, and your opinion on what equipment and surface and layouts and stuff that people have. And, um, and yeah, is that one thing I guess you are seeing too, that you're able to help the folks with the surface. And even if you think they have something, you know, this year with the restrictions on how many you can bring in inside the settee area to say, don't even think of this one. Cause it probably isn't going to f- work for you. Absolutely. And we've been helping a lot of the teams with their equipment choices and with surface preparation. So if you come out here, we're going to look forward to seeing you. Awesome. I have a couple final questions I have, Bill. This is more on the um, on the coaching side of things. And, and a lot of bowlers, they struggle with how to prepare for the Open Championships. Not your elite bowlers. You know, they're bowling stuff a lot, bowling a lot of tournaments. But you're, let's say it's your guy who maybe doesn't bowl quite as much. Maybe they're bowling, you know, three or four tournaments a year. And this may be one. And sometimes even it's hard to find a tournament on a trickier condition. What can they do to get used to something like this? Is it throwing urethane in practice? Is it even maybe throwing a plastic ball or taking their tightest ball on the on the challenge, most challenging condition? What can you do to prepare for when you come out there? Because you're not going to have much area, no matter where you're playing it when you're at the Open Championship. One of the things, and I tell this to everybody all the time, never practice with your strongest equipment. Always practice with your weakest equipment, whether you're preparing for a tournament or not. If you always only practice with the strong stuff, that's the only part of the only part of type of equipment you're going to know anything about. And in tournament play, it's a lot more about keeping the ball in front of you and online than trying to open up and spray a ball. Awesome. Well, Bill Halt, want to thank you for joining 
me on the Above180.com podcast. Hey, but you can also check you out. You're on Bill Hall Bowling on Facebook. You're posting there. Very active. If uh, you folks are looking to take a look, you got a great picture of the Power Glove from Storm on your Facebook page. And, um, and yeah, stop in by Bill and say hi. And, Bill, I know you're super slammed and crazy, but want to thank you for joining me on the Above180.com podcast. Thank you very much, Ben, and I hope to be back on in the near future.